thought you're coming to my show and bullying me again. Bring something subject. I told you. New year, same you. Of course. I'm, it's only progression. Of course it's the same me. Okay, you ready? But I, I, I told you I was coming to take over the first time. Oh my God. <laughs> you're going to flip the script? Yeah, this is, this is my podcast. Alright, anyways. Then go ahead, start it. Alright, start. <laughs> Let's go. I thought you were the host. It's on you. That's crazy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Butterfly Effect Podcast. Today, I have my friend Ty back here. Some of you guys know him as Y. Kalik. Did I say last time? Some <laughs> call him Daddy. <laughs> oh, memories. But yeah, he's back. Today, and we're going to talk about his upcoming project that I'm super proud of him for and talk about Roadrunner. Yeah. Yeah. Clap it up for the amazing intro. Thank you so much for being here for the first day of the year, your first interview of the year. And honestly, I was thinking about, like, this is about to be your biggest year yet. I think so. Like, the yeah. momentum is swinging. Yeah. So, what an honor to kick it off. Yeah. We're going to turn shit up. I appreciate that because it's definitely. Um, I think it's a year, a prosperous year for all of us. Like, this may sound weird, but I do feel like something good is coming. Yeah. Like, it has to. I feel like the bricks have been laid. Yeah, you, know you gotta I mean? ma- you gotta manifest it. I dropped, I dropped my project. When was the last time I was here? How long ago was that? It was like, it was after your birthday. Was that last year? 2023. No. Like, oh, like, or the year before, 2022. Or was it, was it? Actually, in 2023. It was 2023, after your birthday. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, since then, yeah, I dropped a project called The Roadrunner, a seven-track EP. Um, you can go get that on all streaming platforms. Uh, it's really good, actually. Like, I like it because there's some beats that I really like lo-fi. Yeah. And some beats, like, I was like, oh, these are just, like, really vibey, you know? Yeah. And then there's some you're like, you really want... I don't want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt shy for a second, That's but funny. yeah, you want to dance to it? <laughs> nah, you yeah. Good job with it. No, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, it was fun making it. You know, I think just being active again, releasing the music, having fun, you know, enjoying it, making content, all of that stuff. I, I think it was refreshing just to like, you know, really ingratiate myself back in that space again. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun. Well, before we get too far into Roadrunner, I have a little fun game to take you down memory road a little bit. Memory lane. Either one. (laughs) Road, lane, highway, county. All the routes. Um, So you've had four. This is your fourth album? Or is it the fourth one that's on Spotify? Because I only saw four. Then it's probably the fourth one on Spotify. I think I got one on... uh, there's, There's one that... I removed from Spotify that's still on my SoundCloud, I believe. I think that's my Clearwater EP. Why'd you remove it? No. I'm I'm, I'm going to put it back up there. Okay. Yeah. Why did you remove it? Just because I had to for a second. And now I'm going to put it back. Yeah, for real, trust me. Trust me. It's on SoundCloud. You can go check it out. It's called Clearwater. Okay. I want to know why you had to remove it, though. We don't have to <laughs> Okay, so the first one that is on Spotify is The Mustard Seed. Okay. And that was in 2017? Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do, I'm going to name the album, and he's just going to name, like, a quick phrase or word to describe, like, the vibe of the album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what your inspiration or what you what you were going for. Mm-hmm. Okay, so The Mustard Seed. 
creative. The mustard seed, what is that from? <sighs> now that, that's a, a, a more lengthy question. Um, it was a lot. At the time, I was having my first child. I was having my first seed. Um, I kept hearing the word, the mustard seed, so I kind of started looking into it. And I'm not super religious in a specific religion, you know what I'm saying, I'm spiritual, mm -hmm. but I do, I read into the scripture on, on the mustard seed and I was kind of like fascinated with it, you know, with just the idea that you could plant a seed that's so small that can grow one of the biggest trees. And I think that was just like, like a phrase or a theme for like my time in my life where feeling like I'm planting this fresh new seed that like I have the potential to grow into the biggest tree. And then on top of that, I had an uncle who passed away. Um, his name was Arthur. He passed away and long story short, when, when he passed away in his back pocket, they found a mustard seed. So it was like, it was all kind of like just tying into itself. So. And That's then crazy. just with the with the with the um, short film, the videos we produced from that project, um, the song the song choices, the ideas I was trying to do, it was just super creative. I just think that I think there's a lot of words that can describe it. Hungry, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. all of that. But overall, it was like one of the most creative projects I put together. But my so at that point in life, though, why were you going for a creative project? You know, because some would have just did like, I want to make some club hits. You know, you, mm -hmm. you were at a specific point in your life that pointed you in that direction. That's crazy. Um, I think all the coincidences, too. I think that I was just, I've always been super creative, super conceptual, and super like mm -hmm. really want to make things cinematic and like a story and a storyteller. Mm -hmm. But I think that my drive and hunger was heightened at the time from having my first child, mm -hmm. like not knowing what to expect. So like my drive was like, yo, like my life's about to change. Like, <laughs> I don't know what this is going to look like. So I think all of that really fueled into the creativity that made it just be like, yo, how do I really tell this story? So it, it went to doing a short film and going out to Nebraska and doing two sequential videos and then like really just trying to express and explain all of those thoughts and emotions that I was going through because for me it was so fresh I was 21 oh my god yeah like I was I was I can't 20, believe you were 21 and made that yeah that's crazy so it was and, and like looking back like some of that project people will still kind of go back to and kind of like understand it um, just because it was a, it was heavy dense and just being a father, fatherhood, stuff like that, life changing. But I just think overall for some of those concepts at 21 and doing some of those things was ahead of my time. No, it really was. Like, I still show people some of those videos, like the one you were buried in. Yeah. That one's so cool. I can't <laughs> believe you guys made that on your own. Okay, so your next one was Coming of Age. Yeah. Which is interesting that it was like your second album. Uh-huh. Okay, and that was in 2019, so where were you at in life there? And then what was the phrase or word you'd give? We'll give that first, and then explain. Coming of age was like, what's the word I want to look for? Um, like clarity? Refreshing? Mmm, okay. Because I was having my second child. Mmm. 
So now it was more so like, okay, I'm doing this again, but I have more insight. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then like, but I went through so much of learning who I was that it was like spiritual clarity of like, oh, this is who you want to be. So like, how do you get there? So it was a lot of like self-reflecting within that album. That's why it's like, you know, centered around like reflection and like looking within. So I think it was a lot of like clarity. That's good. And that, you were like 23? Uh, let me see. 2019. So I was probably like 23, 24, something like that. Wow. How yeah. did you have like the time to have two kids, a job, and then still find energy to put towards that? I really struggle with that when like when life gets hard. I have no at, energy. At those two times, I wasn't really working like that. Mm. So like when I was creating a mustard seed, I was living in a studio and like food time, you know what I'm saying? Going to the gym to take a shower, shit like that. Like I was really just like, I had clothes at my aunt's house, at my mom's house. I would just go pull up, get clothes, maybe shower and shit. So I really didn't have a job. I was kind of just really hustling off of running the studio and then really just whatever other type of money I, I, I came across, you feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, and then coming of age, I had a part-time, <clears throat> I was in a little better situation. So that's where more clarity was in a relationship and it was more stability. Mm -hmm. So that's what made me feel clarity and like the second time having a child, like going through, you know, going through that. But, um, but yeah, like overall, I think, I didn't have the burden of um, like a full-time job or like where it, where I was balancing both. I was kind of still like, man, I'm gonna call off today. I don't feel like going in. Like didn't have the work ethic to like work the job. Like I'm really just trying to get the money, you know what I'm saying? But I think reality also plays a part in it. You know what I mean? Where it's like, where it goes to the clarity aspect where it's like, okay, you got two children. Now I could be the dude. Am I gonna sacrifice like the time I'm spending with them to like focus on my craft, or am I gonna be able to sacrifice to understand like there's also some responsibilities that come with that. You know what I'm saying? And how do you step up to those responsibilities? So for me, it was more so I got to step up to the plate, and that required like, hey, how do you become more st stable to be able to take care of your children and do the same thing? You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. and not be so selfish in your own right of like what you want to do yeah. so it was a it, it like like i said it was a lot of like self-reflecting but at the same time like it's always a balance like i still balance it out to this day but it's it was it was a lot of working on the clock <laughs> you know what i'm saying when i was back then and you know what i mean just trying to really figure it out but now like i think it's a i have a little more like freedom with it in the sense of being able to understand the balance of like, hey, my responsibilities, but at the same time, how do I still achieve my goals? And how do I still push forward in the things that I love doing and things like that, so. Balance, that's what I'm working on. Because I, I used to live in like two extremes. Like yeah. I'm gonna go do, do, do all this, I'm gonna have a new diet plan, all these things, like, and then I burn myself out and then I just stop doing everything. 
And yeah. so I'm trying to find that middle. Okay, and my next album. I really liked your next one, this next one, North Baby. That yeah. one is like, that one's really fun. Yeah. I like that one. So what word would you use to describe it? Fun? You can't steal my word. I mean. Come on with, you are good um, with words. You find another one. Reigniting. How about that? Reigniting. Yeah. Okay, because this was done in... 2020, 2021, one of them. Yep. So why do you choose that word? Because I went through some, a lot of shit. I went through a lot of shit, a lot of personal shit. Mm -hmm. And I think just to make that project, it was it, it was like crawling out of the depths of like quicksand. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, like, because I, I think at that point, it, it, was, it was like I lost a lot of like motivation. You know what I'm saying? I was going through a lot of personal shit. And I think, um, Losing that, or not even losing that, but going through that, like, made me just take a step back in a sense of, like, create music. Mm -hmm. And I really just had to face the shit that I was going through or the stuff I was going through, excuse me. But, um, and really, like, tackle it and just try to figure out, like, life. You get what I'm yeah, saying? You know what I, I mean? I do get like, what you're saying. And, yeah, so I had to do that. And, like, it really... I lost the the drive to like want to post it, create it, wanted to do it, and like showing that aspect again. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of closed off from the world, and I was dealing what I was dealing with. And when I got back in the studio and I was working with Smokey, we kind of was just like it was inspiring again to just let's just have fun. Mm -hmm. Like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like let's just have fun. Like let's not think about it. Don't don't overstress. Don't overanalyze it, you know what I'm saying? Just just have fun and, and create and put something out for the people. So that was really just the, the whole goal was like reigniting that fire and like, yo, how do we get back to like having fun? You know what I'm saying? And 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 doing it again, you know what I mean? And so that that's that's really how North Baby came was like it was like the like right after the storm, you know what I mean? The Renaissance. Yeah, like I can relate to that so much. Were you like twenty eight? Um, what was that? Twenty. Twenty one. So I was like twenty seven. Twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, I feel like that's what I'm in my North Baby era right yeah. now. Like I feel like this last year was so hard, and I want like I this is so important to me that I wanted to stay committed, but I like this year was so hard. I yeah. And I felt like guilt, but like now I feel like I'm at the end of it. Like when you're creating North Baby, I feel like I see the vision now for the first time ever. Like, I was just telling my mom, she's, when people would ask me, where do you want this to go? I'd never had an answer. Like, cause yeah. I didn't know, but I like, I have the vision now. And it's like, I feel like I got through one of the most challenging times of my life and like, <laughs> and then now it's like, and, I see it. And North Baby musically kind of helped me just relax in the sense of like, you know, reflecting on like my past projects, mm -hmm. those was heavily dense and like introspective ideas with my children, stuff I was going through with my mom, things like that. You know what I'm saying? Real like life situation that was like centered to me. And I think North Baby allowed me to be a little more open because mm -hmm. I wanted to express like sonically what Minnesota felt like sonically yeah what's that like audio? like through audio 
That's cool. I've never you know, heard like, someone say it like that. So, for me, that was my way of like, okay, like relaxing with the music. Like, don't take it so serious. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And like, in a sense of, I take the art form serious, but in a sense of like, allow yourself to like feel it and and don't force the I like to think about like the first thought sometimes like you know what I mean when I create like lately even when I was working on Roadrunner it was like whatever is the first thing that come to my mind because a lot of times your soul already knows and it's it's spinning it out for a reason but then when that's when we start thinking about it we start like ah oh, not this word and it's like I learned to just let go of that like trying to precisely and, 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 and like being like, okay, how do I tie back from some of those concepts that's so dense and make it where everybody can digest it? So that was enough, baby. That's so crazy because like that's, it's the same thing I'm experiencing through a different pathway. Mm-hmm. Like I deal with that same, like I feel like my, some of my episodes became too like interview style and my whole thing is I wanted to feel like it's a heart to heart with your best friend and I've been talking to people about how I'm trying to like get it back to that I wanted to just feel like we're sitting on the couch talking and I just get so nervous because I can feel it's growing and I can see the numbers and so like I can feel it's pulling away from like what I wanted to do and I want to get back to the fun or like get back to my roots with it so I feel like you're speaking to me and like it's the advice that I need to hear right now no for sure like whatever the vision is whatever you got that that you see it like stick stick to it but like like you said have fun with it Okay, give me some advice then. One one bit of advice that you would give me to like help me along that cuz I feel like you overcame that. In the sense of like that hurdle of like getting back to the like the fun of it and like why you started music. Like what what I think understanding what made you want to do it. Like what made you want to talk? What made you want to have these conversations with people? Um and reaching and finding inspiration from that aspect i think we get tied into like one because social media is so heavy now yeah and you got so many other podcasts out there and like you know other things we you may start seeing things you know i I need to do this better i need to do that better or excuse me or even just like having a accessibility to see other things that's that's out there i think just understanding, like, hey, getting back to, like, why you why you wanted to do it. And, like, for me, that was the same thing. It was, like, yo, this is how I express myself. And it's, like, yo, I got to stop trying to limit how I express myself because I'm overthinking it. I'm thinking, like, oh, I need to only make music in this way. Right. Like, in this format. Otherwise, people are going to think this, this about me. And it's, like, no, like, don't limit yourself in how you create. You know what I mean? And, and what matters most to you. you. You get what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong. I do think knowing what your audience is, knowing like who you're speaking to is important at, in all at all times and all aspects, especially in just like trying to reach a bigger audience, but just like having fun and that aspect of like carefree. Mm-hmm. Like I really, like I was talking to Tezzy and I was like, dog, I was like, man, I remember when we didn't have a studio that like when I went to the studio, every song that I made was the best song I made because it was the only song I was gonna make for the next three weeks until or whatever until I went to the studio. So I put that song out and I didn't care 
I wasn't thinking about like the business aspect. I said, but now I got a studio. I could record 10 songs today. And tomorrow I'll record five more songs. And now I got fifteen options to choose and think about which one which one's first, which one sounds which one's gonna sound best, which one people gonna like more, which one's gonna do better on social media, which one's gonna do this, and, and then it starts to become stressful because you're thinking about it like a job. Yeah. Whereas in the first the it, which which don't get me wrong, it, we are entrepreneurs. It is a job, don't get me wrong. But the the fact that like creating it, like taking off that hat of like it being a job and just creating from pure fun and being like, oh, I love this. Like, let's put it out right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it used to be. Like, look, right, yeah. make a song. No, we putting it out right now. We're not caring about none of that. Now it's make sure it's mixed. Make sure blah, blah, blah. Make sure this and, and this and that. Like, let's do a rollout. Like, mm-hmm. and some of that, you can overthink it. And yeah. it take away the, the fun from it. Take away the, the, like, joy in it. The creativeness of it, too. So I had to retrain myself of like, because when I, I, I've done it at a high level and it's like, okay, I take a break and it's like coming back. Okay. Don't focus on like trying to be what you've already done. Mm-hmm. Like just have fun. Yeah. Stay in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Have fun in the moment. Put the music out. Let people enjoy it. And even, like, I tell myself now, like, that's why I'm excited for it this year because of the fact that, like, I'm excited to just let it go. Uh, oh, we got some questions coming. Just let that. it all go, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of songs, all of that stuff I work on, just, like, have fun. Just mm-hmm. let it go. Like, stop holding on to it. Okay, my last, the last album, before we get into it, Roadrunner. So, what would you describe this album as? Um... The journey. This is like your graduation album. This is like fourth year, senior year album. Well, if you don't count the first one. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> well, I mean, like, EPs are different than albums a little bit because they're shorter. Oh, okay. But at the same time, like, yeah, this is more so... I think it's, for me, it's a reflection of my journey. That is so cool. Yeah. You know, like and it's 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 just it's just a start of like the stuff I'm going to continue to do and the stuff I'm going to continue to build. But Road Runner was is is a reflection of all of that stuff I've been through. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like when I was making Road Runner, it was more so like how do we get back to the fun and explaining like dog like all of this shit is a journey mm-hmm. the journey piece and you th- and you think about it as being linear and just straight when it's like no there's ups and downs to it and like embracing like oh damn so roadrunner to me is like not only my journey it's the idea of being like scattered brain all over the place I've been here and there and this this emotion this emotion and it's it's like looking back at like yo when this shit was fun when it was first when I first started mm-hmm. to when I had my first child like how inspired I was to being 
a father for the second time, you know what I'm saying, to like losing it all, losing my confidence, all of that, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like to being like, yo, man, fuck this shit, to doing it again, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm tripping, you know what I'm saying? Like I think it was more so of like, like you said, celebrating of like, yo, like, man, this shit's a journey, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's, and it's not like I'm hitting the finish line, but it's like you hitting you hitting a, 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 the the first lap of being like, and you like looking back like, oh that okay, yeah. okay, like you know what I'm saying. That's like, so cool how you just put that. So like that's that's how I envision Roadrunner. So like Roadrunner is like different songs that kind of just express the idea of how life has changed. Wow. And to be in a position that I am today and, and, and still, God willing, making the music and creating and stuff like that. So, Well, first, I just need to pause and give myself credit because I dressed on brand today. This was my, <laughs> <laughs> this was my I didn't um, even notice that, fashion yeah, choice that's um, so I could be supportive of Roadrunner. So, yeah, you can buy my merch. Just yeah, that's what's not, up. No, that's no, hard, though. That's what's up. Like no, but I didn't notice that. <laughs> But I don't got no Roadrunner merch on. We will have Roadrunner merch at the show, but I do got on the homies uh, brand, iNerd Clothing. And, you know, since we're doing shout-outs, yeah, shout make sure y'all out. go grab some uh, merch from iNerd Clothing. You dig? You, you say that a lot in your, yeah. album, or in your new album. Yeah. You dig. Marketing. See? <laughs> yeah. you, got, you got you saying it. Put that on some merch. See? You dig. Yeah, on a hoodie. Like, got milk, but you, you dig. dig. <laughs> I like it. I like it. 10%, please. That's funny. <laughs> you heard it here first. Um, so with Roadrunner, did you have the concept of what you just explained before, like right away that you wanted to do an album encompassing all your like your life journeys and lessons? Or did like you have a song that sparked that idea? How how does that process work for you? Um, kind of both. I um I was working on a bunch of songs. Cause I was one, I was creating content on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was making a bunch of verses, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was just making a bunch of verses and hooks and stuff like that. Just And I was making content. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, I actually kind of got like a bunch of songs. I kind of started knowing that I wanted to work on a project. And when I do, for some reason, like, I always just be like, the name going to come to me. The same thing with the mustard seed. I kept hearing the name. That's so I, crazy to me. It would be like... I would be, I, we could be watching a movie, and in the movie, they'd be like, the mustard seed, and I'd be like, damn. i leave, and then the, on the radio, I'd be like, the mustard seed, or some, something else would say, and I'd be like, and it kept popping up to me. When I did Clearwater, even though you, you didn't see it on Spotify, when I did Clearwater, i never forget, I was in the studio, and I was asleep in the middle of the day, and I knew I was working on a project, and I was like, a name gonna come to me, and when I was asleep, it was like the name said Clearwater and I woke up and I know it sounds crazy and I was like, I got the name that I want to call it. Mm-hmm. And then like with Coming of Age, it was the same thing. Like I kept hearing it. I kept hearing Coming of Age and I'm like, That's it so just, it, it's like a word yeah. that I just feel it, it was tying to me. Yeah. North Baby, um, that was more so, like I knew the intention of what I wanted to, to do, but I don't, I forget. Oh, Nerf Baby happened because I knew I wanted to do something that was tied around Minnesota. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, just being from the North. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't figure out the name. And we was working on a song, and it was a beat that I had before, and I didn't use it. And me and Nucky was in the studio, and he was like, play some beats. So we playing some beats. And he starts doing a hook. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love ooh. that song. I'm not going to take that. When you're in the You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yo, that's hard. So he ended up leaving. He had to dip. And we and I'm still working on the song. And um, in the song, I'm like, uh, we could turn it to a movie like I'm Scorsese. I'm a North baby. And I was like, that's the name. That's crazy. And I just happened to say it. like, And I was like. That's the name. I'm calling it Nerf oh Baby. Oh, my God. And it was the last song I recorded and everything. Like, I still had had a name. Roadrunner. Um, like I said, I was thinking about, like, the journey, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know how, what made me actually come up to, with it. But I do remember being in, flying to Arizona for the first time in April, I think. And when I first landed, the first store I seen was called Roadrunner. And I was like, okay. I, t- I got a picture of it in my phone. It was the first first store I went. I, n- I never forget. I was going to get some Jamba Juice or something like that, like a smoothie or something. And the first store I seen this little mall was called Roadrunner. I was like, okay. And I did a song. And it's not even on Roadrunner. That's the funny part. That's actually it's not even on Roadrunner. But I did a song and then a hook and I was like Roadrunner. And I was like. I'm a I'm a name the project that, and that's kind of how that came. That's cool. Yeah, and then I, I always do research into shit like so I started like looking into like the Roadrunner. Research is, for what? Like, I like to look at what things symbolizes, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they mean. Yeah, you did say that before. You know what I mean? So like I just looked into the significance of like Roadrunners, and it definitely spoke volumes in the sense of like where I was at and what I was trying to create. Mm-hmm. And I like it. I like the cover, too. Like, the whole vibe of it, the aesthetic. You did very, you did a good job. Appreciate I'm you. I'm proud of you. I'm excited to see your, like, your show and what you did with that. Is there going to be, like, creative pieces at the show? I hope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, well, we'll just have to see. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be really good. So, did you, when you make the album, do you put the songs in order? Like, yeah. Okay, I figured. I'm sorry, y'all. This is not a music podcast. No, you're I'm fine. just a fan. I think, I but I think that those are good questions that your everyday person don't understand. They don't okay. know what. I don't think they know what goes into that type of stuff. Yeah, because it's more than just recording five or seven songs. Yeah. Seven like you. There's so much that you. Like, it's important. It's a body of work. You got to yeah. understand it. Like. There's a start, there's a middle, there's an end, like, and there's a way cohesively how you want people to hear it. And that's what makes good projects is like sonically how it all sounds together. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. and yeah. how certain songs come in after the other song, like how it makes you feel, the tempo, the mood, like that all plays a point. And depending on, not everybody can be, will be like intricate with it, but understanding the science and behind it and being like, oh, this is more of an intro song. Mm-hmm. You, uh, do I want to build it? Do I want to start off slow? Do I want to start off with a hard intro? Like, how do I want to end it? What's the story I'm telling? How does the songs relate to the story I'm telling? But it all depends on, like, how deep people are about their projects. Did you uh, did you have to make cuts? Yeah. Because they just didn't fit the vibe? Or, like, why did they get cut? Well, one, I knew I wanted to do seven songs. Why seven? 
I just I didn't want to do full full length because I haven't. I wanted to just do seven. I wanted to do enough to make people listen to. Okay. And want more. Okay. Is and seven like? I'm really not in the music world at all. So like, is a full album a certain number always? Not a certain number, but like anytime you get like over, I think like eleven or twelve tracks, oh. that's when it gets like. Or any well, technically, I think anything over seven or eight is like full length, but most times it's like eleven or twelve. But, yeah, I just wanted it to be short and concise. But, yeah, I probably had, like, 50 songs. How do you come up with 50 songs? Like, I'm so serious. I probably don't know more, how you guys honest, do that. Probably more, to be honest with you, yeah. How do you do that? I couldn't sit down and write one song if I tried. <laughs> no, you should try it. Uh, okay, I'll try it. You want to hear it? <laughs> See how, see how long it takes you. When I was younger, me and my cousin did that one day. We had a song and we had to perform it for my aunt. Terrible. Mortified. I'm embarrassed thinking Terrible. about it. Terrible. They should have a video of it. The, I thought, I, when I was younger, I wanted to be a pop star. Like, I wanted to be a pop star so bad. I wanted to be able to dance and sing. And like, you, I mean, that. you just transferred the energy to doing a podcast. Exactly, because I can't sing. So that wasn't going to work out for me. But, yeah, here we are. We all yeah. have our strengths. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song? On Road It switches. What's your current favorite? Right now, I think the High Road. High Road? I like that one. That was good. I like all of them, honestly. Yeah. My favorite is Slow You Down. Is it? Mm-hmm. What you like about Slow You Down? No, It's just, like, got such a good vibe to it. And I like, like, I just like the words, too. And I like uh, the lyrics, sorry. <laughs> some, some real shit. Yeah. No, I like it. <laughs> it's cute. And then Brody's. No, 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 no. Um, Brody's is fire. That one's a good. No, that one's a good. Is that when you said what's the what's up? That's one? Brody. That one. That one's so catchy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. And then the one your your daughter. It's like imprinted in my brain. Her singing it with you. Um, run. Yes, <laughs> that is the cutest video ever. <laughs> that was the cutest. Like yeah. that song. When I hear it, I think of her in the back with her little glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's cute. Um. No, I like all of them. I think for different reasons. The high road. I think the high road just to me. I I just like the flow. I just like the words. Mm-hmm. Um, and it make it. It's like a nostalgic calm. Mm-hmm. Makes me feel like it reminds me of like the journey. When I think about the journey, like I feel like that song kind of is the song that's like encapsulating all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, slow you down. I like that song because it, it's like, it's just like a flow. Like, you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And I think, like, even the words and just the idea of, like, it's really just about, like, is somebody, you know, is somebody going to slow you down or are they going to help you progress? Like, that's, yep. and, and that's basically, it's that question. And it kind of just goes through just different life situations you can have and you know how how my life has changed so (laughs) so um what else Brody's is fun Um, yeah yeah Brody's I love that because it was just fun making that it was like I remember coming up with it randomly I was working on other music the beat came on and I was like I just want to say this (laughs) and it came into a song um, but I, I, I just love just the energy. It just makes me like, yeah, it's funny when you talk about my daughter, because as soon as that come on, she'd be like, <laughs> oh my 
my gosh. Are they going to your show? Nah, it's 21 plus. I wish uh, they could. Would You would have brought them? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. What do you think, like, how did it feel this time around having kids that are, like, more aware, seeing you do this project? Like, I'm sure they see you working on your music and mm-hmm. practicing and all of that. Like, do you think about how they're perceiving you right now? <laughs> it's funny, right? Because, um... It is interesting because, so my eight-year-old, right, I was driving her one day before work, I was driving her home, and I asked her, like, yo, do you know what I do for work? And she was like, oh, you work at a cafe or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so I started explaining to her, like, exactly what I do on the professional side. And I was like, you know, um, I did a song for, you know, company and blah 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 you did a song for them yeah and we'll talk about it okay <laughs> um and i'm like we we did that and i'm like they blasted it through and i'm like they're calling me a celebrity and she's like that's because you are a celebrity Aww. and then i was like but i'm always dad to you i was like that's fine i'm like but i'm always dad to you she's like Okay, you can all you can be dad and a celebrity, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, you're right." And then one time, she was uh, getting dropped off at my house, and I pick her up from her her grandma's car, and her grandma's like, "Your daughter got something to tell you," and she's like, "Dad, I was on YouTube Shorts today, and you popped up. You're famous." <laughs> oh my god! Whoa, that, and, what's that like? I mean, like, it's it's the most dearest thing, right? Like, just seeing, like, your child be happy to just, like, see what you're doing and stuff like that. Um, but it was just, it was just, it's eye-opening just to see, like you said, like, how they perceive you and what they know and what they don't know. And like you said, in her eyes, like, I'm a celebrity to her or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's how she views it when she sees my music and, like, oh, she tells me that I seen you on YouTube and I showed my friends and blah 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 at school and blah 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 you know what I mean so it's like it's funny you know know that but it's also like knowing that okay now she's watching and she has the opportunity to know like what I'm doing and and the influence that I do have on the world and then my three year old like Tiza she man I I know she's not three (laughs) she's she's like she's like 20 in, in, in the soul but that little girl memory is so crazy, and it's like I play a song, I can just do a song, and I play it, and by the next hook she knows the words and she's what? jamming, like she's a Gemini. No, 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 she's an Aquarius. Um, but yeah, she she like when I tell you like I be playing songs and I turn around and she be knowing the words and. Oh too much to be right I gotta trust it if it's rain or snow whoa gotta she be, I'll be like yo I'll be looking at her and she be lit <laughs> yeah. like a lot of times I don't get it on film cause as soon as I pull the camera out she gets shy, shy. and she like ah yeah. you know what I mean but at the same time um like it just amazed me I wish I could get it more on film just to like show people of like how much of the words she know and she helped me pick the songs what in a sense of like, my logic is this, right? If a kid can bop to it and a kid like it, most people are gonna like it. They are the next generation that will. And what and what I mean by and what I mean by that is not by the words, but like just the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Because like kids are honest. Are honest, and two like 
when you when you think about in terms of catchiness, think about it. Children absorb everything, and like most songs that they're listening to are really catchy jingle bells. So like, for them to remember a song, it has to be catchy to them. Something has to kind of like be catchy. So if I notice that she remembers something, or I'm like, oh, this is a catchy tour. There's songs I've played that's just me rapping. Like, that I've played that's just me rapping. Bar, 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 bar. And I'd be like, you like this song? She'd be like, no. I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But run, 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 run. You know what I'm saying? Fun. That's easier for her to, like, vibe to. And I noticed that, so I was like... Can you send me that video? That's funny. Yeah, I got you. It's on my Instagram. I want to put it, because this is the cutest video ever. Yeah. She was, like, literally, uh. She's hilarious, but... Yeah, she's she's a little boss. It's funny because listen, this is this is how I, I, I'm gonna read you my conversation with my daughter last night. This three year old one. My eight year old. Okay. But she, but she talks about her little sister, right? <laughs> so she texts me last night. She says, "Happy New Year." I said, "Happy New Year, baby. I love you." She said, "Love you." I said, "What's one thing you look forward to for the new year and what you doing?" She said, "I don't know." First off, she a Libra. So, <laughs> and then, so she's like, uh, I'm just on my iPad. And she was like, I said, okay, well, what's something you haven't done yet? She said, I got an iPhone. She said, I want to get an iPhone because uh, I can get one when I'm 11. And she said, I want to get, I want to see my friends again and show them my nails. She said, and the new me. And then she said, and the new me. Yeah, yeah, right. She said, there's going to be some changes around here. And one of them is Kaiser being nice to me. <laughs> she's talking about her sister. She said because she's so bossy. Remember when she just she just stood there holding her jacket like we were her maid? That was kind of funny. And I laughed. And she laughed. But it's funny I said that to say that like my three year old one I'm it blows my mind that I she had, my daughter has an iPad by the way she's eight years old mm-hmm. so. That I'm texting my daughter, and it's just like, you know, having these like real life conversations. Mm-hmm. And then, two, like talking about my three year old and like how she's really not three. She's really like 20, Girl and she woman. really thinks she bosses everybody around. So, three going on 30. Yeah, it, it, it blows my mind. The, so, for them, like clearly listening to your music and following you and having an interest, and obviously, Kaisa, your youngest, mm-hmm. is seeing your lyrics <laughs> does that at all like influence the songs that you write um yeah for sure i think i'm cognitive of knowing that i do have two little girls and mm-hmm. like knowing that they're going to listen to me but at the same time i think um i don't let it like limit the art form mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um and like how I may express it, cause I don't, I don't think I'm really, I don't promote terrible stuff in my music, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But at the same time, I think that I'm, like I said, I'm cognitive of that. I have two little girls that look up to me, and at the same time, I'm also like, hey, I'm a creative and I'm an artist. And I think as they become older and they're they're already into the arts themselves, I think they'll understand too what artistry looks like you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying and what it yeah. means to be raw and vulnerable in whatever art form they choose so that's good so when you're creating a song like what goes into that process because like what inspires you because Ty 
Mr. Why well, Wednesday. You you talk about a lot of women in your songs. Uh-huh. I think I think the people would like to know what inspired. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are you asking me? Let's let's. What, like I feel like if we could go through your songs right now, uh-huh. each one, uh-huh. you say. She got me something. <laughs> she she shoddy this. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Referencing a girl in every song. So, uh-huh. like, is there an actual girl or is this just like something rappers do in music? Are you trying to get me like caught up or something? Um, this, are we? That sounds very federal for you to <laughs> ask me that on this podcast. <laughs> well, everyone can hear the lyrics. No, I'm not making it up. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I mean, some of it, it could be music, it could be real life. You're it's annoying. all it's all up for You're interpretation. Annoying. Give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> the truth. I mean, like, like I said, like some of it can be real. Like, yeah, for sure. I try. But I mean, I, I, every episode I try. But all right, <laughs> give me a specific. I don't know, like. Mm, well, let's just let's. let's <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I mean, no, nah, don't do no, specific. You, <laughs> you said. You said let's, said. let's not do the specific. <laughs> <laughs> Eye contact with Look, you so you can't see the stress. Let's, in his eyes right now. let's not do the specifics. No, no. I have some lyrics picked out that I. <laughs> you probably do. No, I not. wouldn't be surprised. I was going to, and then ask you, what did you mean by this? But okay. I didn't have the time. But like, I never crash out over no bitch. Yeah, what's that about? Like that's just really saying like, yo, when you going through something with a shorty or you and a shorty break off, like. Never crash out. Never do something dumb. Never be the nigga that's like, you go fuck your life over, over it. You, you go bum out because you, you done lost your shorty or whatever. Like, nigga, you pick your shit up, you keep going. So for this upcoming show, what can people expect? Um, fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm excited. I'm excited to go through the set list. I don't want to, yeah, we won't give too much away, but do you... Do only songs from this album? I'm gonna do the whole project. The whole project. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a good time. I'm gonna really, you know, what I mean, I think take people through the journey of my catalog and who I am, you know, as an artist. Uh, I'm excited to bust the stage with Casanova. Jackie Blue, mm-hmm. uh, Juice Lord gonna be hosting. Uh, Mac Tim's on the boards. Who else? Um, and I got you know maybe some special guests that's gonna come out, Ooh. do some things like that. So I'm excited. I'm excited that this is the first time I'm seeing you perform too. It's like is this? this per- yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen you. Okay, that's dope. So I hope you bring some more friends too. Um, I can. Of course, why not? Of course, I will. Everybody, go get your tickets now. Like, yeah, like, that's the problem. I just mean, like, all my friends are working. But nah, I ain't trying <laughs> I to hear that. I took work off for this. Good, thank you. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Okay. I, re- I really <laughs> appreciate that, because I would take work off to come support. I know, you have. You've yeah. come to my birthday party, yeah. and my friend's giving. Yeah. He's actually a really good friend. You are. Yeah. I, that means a lot to me. I really do appreciate it. How are you feeling though with the show? Like, are you nervous at all? Um, I'm nervous for any show. I think that's natural, and it's really just the fact of I'm just ready to do it. You know what I mean? Like, ready and anxious to just like get it all over with. 
start and just really see the the energy and the reaction. But nah, I'm I'm excited. Um, really, just I'm such a perfectionist, so I'm really like making sure everything is how I want it to be, going over everything. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. What has practice looked like for you? Going over the songs. I would just put, I just did my whole set to my daughter the other night in the did house. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's she's, really sweet. She was in there dancing with me, so. <laughs> oh, my um, God. I wish they could be there. No, that'd be dope. I would, I would bring them on stage. They both would be shy as hell, though. I know they would. One day. But they enjoy it. But, yeah, um, it, it's been practicing, going, trying to get it getting it all like uh, precise like i'm really like to the t with it so you know what i mean so do you get to like rent space like stages to go practice on or like when you get there on saturday that's the first time you're going to be on the stage doing it live uh i mean the first time yeah yeah i mean that'd be my first time like being on the stage and doing it but um we rehearsed at mike tim's and mm. we got the set up and the mics and all of that so it's really the same without a stage you know what i mean mm -hmm. or well anyways hi guys <laughs> sorry we had a technical glitch um if anyone wants to donate a higher memory card to me <laughs> <laughs> and support the butterfly effect podcast i will happily accept thank you so much um, we are about to wrap up but i have a few more questions for you the show coming up like what do you what is something that you want to walk away from this night feeling and it would be successful to you um i think seeing my family out there and friends that's never got to see me perform i think just really you know putting on a good show for everybody mm -hmm. i think that's a success for me um do you feel more or less pressure it being home like in your home base. I mean, tour is different because like I may not know as many people. Yeah, I know. So is know? that more or less pressure? So it's probably more pressure like on tour to just like far as like attendance wise, I think, really? just to get people. Or are you talking about, like pressure from like performing wise? Yeah, because I feel like I'd be opposite. Like if my oh, mom was not, I, I think I'd no, for sure. I think there's an element of pressure just because it's a lot of your peers. You know, mm -hmm. like people who may personally who've never seen you perform. Or whatever the case may be, but it's it's like anything. Once 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 we get rolling, it's all good. Like it's it's who I am, mm -hmm. and I think it's more so knowing that knowing that you can put the joy into somebody else from them seeing you enjoy your craft. Yeah, inspiring. Yeah, them. you mm -hmm. know what I mean. Like I think. You know, just think about it. Somebody invites you to do some, come watch them do whatever they, they love doing. And I think you, you just witnessing them being in that element, being in that zone of like, wow, you can see the passion, the, the, the work they put into it. I think that just from an audience standpoint, it's like, yo, like it, there's joy in it. I'm like, wow, like I could tell he mm -hmm. really cares about this or whoever cares about what they're doing. So I think leaving an impression of just, you know, that what I do is I, I take it serious and, and it's something that means a lot to me. So I think just success is getting through the night, making sure everybody's like, have a good night, making mm -hmm. sure everybody get home safely, yes. you know, um, being able to have another experience under my belt, 
you know, another chance of being able to grace the stage. Because, like, for me, I'm just starting to understand and look at, like, success as things that, one, I can control and not necessarily always got to quantify. You know, I wanted my success to be quality. And, and what I mean by that is, like, success can only really come into things that I really put that I can control. You know what I mean? I can control how my show go far as, like, how I prepare for it. You know, I can control, like, um, to a certain extent, like, getting people to come there and things like that. So just for me, like, as long as I can get all of those things and make sure that I can knock those things out, like, the 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 numbers or money made from it or who shows up or, like, the, like the amount of people shows up, that really don't matter. It's more so, like, was I able to be successful in the things that I can control that night? I feel like I needed to hear that because I, it's hard not to focus on the numbers because in a sense you do need them if you're choosing to like take this as a career, mm-hmm. which you are, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that is your goal is to be full-time music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I need to work on that too because it's hard not to get caught up in that, especially when you do see people like, doing a specific um like strategic way of like posting every day on social media and they know they're growing that way like it is very numbers based and you were kind of talking to that earlier about it can get really business focused and then you lose your creativity so it's it's just finding that balance i feel like we keep going back to that yeah for sure because you you know the it ain't even if it ain't the numbers with like what you're looking at companies looking at numbers Mm -hmm. certain things like you know what I mean? Certain people may get sponsorships or certain things that are determined on what their numbers look like. Mm-hmm. And it's more so like, man, like, who are you touching? Like, like what's the impact? Mm-hmm. What's the quality of the impact? So for me, it's more so like, okay, I find success in what I can impact. And it don't matter who comes, but did I put on a good show for the people who came? Did I leave them with something to yeah. take away from it? And that's what I can control. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is that's where I can leave 10, 15, 20 people, 30 people with, oh, that was dope, or I seen this, and I love that part. You played my favorite song. What did you do? I bought your merch. Like, that's what I can control, having those conversations, building those relationships. And everything else going to come after that. I like that. Well, and the so, numbers can be skewed. Can it? Remember that. Are they bought? The numbers can be skewed. You said I'll leave it at that. They just, they can. Like, it depends on what aspect. Like, yeah, you can buy a lot of shit. Yeah, but people are buy, <laughs> like, when people buy Instagram followers. Yeah, you can buy a lot of things. And, you know, perception is everything. And it it's, is. And it's easy to fool the eye. So it's like, if... It don't take too much to make my life look like something that it, it, it could possibly not be. So with that being said, when you think about it, like there could be people who live a lifestyle on Instagram and you think they're popping, but can't get people to come to a show. And it don't translate. So it's like, once again, the numbers can be skewed. What can the people expect 
from you from in 2024? What is coming? Music, content, videos. Can we expect to see you on tour? Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. Can we I don't have I don't have no plans of this moment. I'll tell you that. Well, let's make it happen now. We're going yeah. to speak it into existence. Hundred percent. Because I think that would be so fun for you, and you yeah. deserve to be on tour and experience that side of like being an artist. Yeah. Okay. Ty's going on tour this year. Yay! <laughs> the first interview of the year. We're calling it out. Yeah, for sure. So now you can clip this and then boom into your tour video. Yeah. That's definitely coming. That's the, that's one of the next things is getting on tour, really expanding, just kind of putting a brand out there in front of other people, mm-hmm. other uh, markets and networks. So I'm excited. You know, I think um, there's a lot of opportunity that'll come. And, I, and another thing that I've been continuing to just tell myself to stay in my course, like stay in my lane. I don't look at nobody else's lane. I'm not looking at what car they driving. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at what speed limit they going. I'm going to do mine, and I'm going to get to where I'm going when I need to. So with that being said, the tour going to come when the time comes. So, And it's going to be this year, like you said, but it's going to be at the right moment when it's supposed to. That is very true. It won't miss you because it's meant for you. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you on Saturday. Like, I'm really genuinely excited to see you, like, in your own element. Like, you're making me nervous. Why? Because, damn, you know, it's like pressure. Like you said, your the, peers yeah. are there watching. Like, damn. For me, I get that because I obviously just said that. <laughs> I have, like, no expectations. I'm just genuinely excited to see you in your element, like, doing yeah. what you love, doing what you've worked so hard on. Like, I think that's probably what everyone feels when they go, like, I don't expect perfection, even though I'm sure it will be perfect because I know you. But I'm just excited to see you do what you do. Like, that's that's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited. Just have fun. I am. That's your smiles like this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited. Like, for real. Like, I'm excited to be on a stage again and really get to, like, perform. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm excited to really share the project. I'm excited to, you know, be personable, you know, um, tell people my story as well as like it's also dope because it's like I'm seeing some of these songs reactions for the first time myself yeah live so so seeing that like I wonder what songs people gonna like because you have no idea you're not gonna know I haven't I haven't done it in front of people yet so well, everyone's going to like different things for different reasons. Yeah, for sure. Of course. But that's the whole point of the set. It's a body of work. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm really excited for my set list. I think this is one of the most, like, complete set lists I've done. As far as, like, on any, like, headlining show, I feel like this is probably the most complete. It feels good. It feels right. Um yeah, I'm just a perfectionist now. I'm just trying to execute. Exactly. <laughs> so it's not in the same order as... Nah. Okay. Nah, it's not in the same order as the project. Like, I won't perform the project just straight. Right, which is, I'm sure that's there's a good reason for that. Most people think that, and I don't know why, but yeah, people are like, oh, you're not going to perform it? Well, because you already put so much time into putting it in that order. Yeah. So why did you make the decision to switch it up for the set list? Because a set list... 
has a different emotion to it like an experience you try and give somebody mm -hmm. and that set list may not flow how that experience may go I got you you know and then intertwining other pieces of my catalog other songs like figuring out where those fit where does it make the most like when do I have high energy when do I like slow it down get more serious and like slow you down <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and get more serious and kind of like show my artistry then when do I like build it back up have more fun like all of those stuff it really is a craft wow yeah like so each song is intricately placed in the set list for a reason and like why it comes after this song or what makes it fit you know what I mean all of that it has a uh, it plays a part so yeah the set list okay Final, final question. Yeah. Which song are you most excited to perform? perform? I don't know. Come Or what are, you, like, what are you looking forward to most? Like, which moment? Because there's got to be, like, a moment you're like, this is going to be really cool. Are you scared to say it? <laughs> I can't say all of that, but... I'm just excited to see how it ties all together. Okay. I'll accept that answer. Like, I think I got moments in it, yeah, for sure. But I'm just excited to just see, like, how it translates, if it translates how I envision everything. Mm -hmm. Like, how, it's not about one specific song, but, like, did, like, all of these songs make sense? Did, the, like... If the four songs I chose for this part gives the energy and the vibe that I was looking for and the reason why I chose those mm -hmm. four songs. I'm excited to see. <laughs> so. Do you think you'll lose sleep the night before? I don't know. Probably not. I won't lose no sleep the next. like that? Nah, but I mean, like, the, the day of, I'll be more so just locked in. Are you, like, don't talk to me? Really, unless you have to type person. Nah, probably like 10, 15 minutes before I go on stage. And it's like, let me just, I'm in my own world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need Do to be distracted. Ritual? Not not really a ritual, but I just stop talking to people. I just got to go get in my yeah, own zone. Own. Yeah. yeah, I get that. So. Okay, well, where can these people get the tickets? Go on my Instagram. Hit that link in my bio. Yep, it's on dice.fm. I believe that's the website. I think, yeah. But, I'll also put it in the description. Yeah, go ahead, hit that link. If not, you know, you're going to pay $20 at the door, which is cool, but I will still see you there. You know what I mean? What's your Instagram? Come um, follow me on Instagram at Ykalik, W-H-Y-K-H-A-L-I-Q. Like I said, hit the tickets, the, uh, the link in the bio. It's going to be me, Jackie Blue, Cashanova, DJ Mac Timms, uh, Juice Lord hosting, and, you know, some special guests. It's going to be at Ice House. The doors open up at... 8 p.m. So get there early. You dig. You dig. Okay. <laughs> Bye.